These are the mortgage details that your lender doesn't want you to see. A mortgage quote where someone will have been paying 61% interest in the first year that they're making their mortgage payments. What? That's right. When you look at the amortization schedule for a mortgage, the first few years typically have over 50% interest. That's the magic of compound interest in reverse and in favor of the banks. If you want to learn how you can get around this, you'd better check out today's episode. All right, so we've got um, uh, an example here for you for a, a real-world example of a client that we uh, kind of went over the numbers for, for a mortgage for them and, and kind of went through um, what they would be expecting if they were to do a traditional mortgage and kind of compared that to some alternatives that they might have as well. So why don't you just explain to us um, the situation here and, and go through this mortgage. Okay. Well, this is a typical um, uh, high, higher end wage earner. He's earning about 140000 a year at a, a local plant, uh, married with one child and built a new house. Finally got it completely built, so he's looking at refinancing it right now. And the mortgage we're looking at is about 575000 approximately. So we went to the RBC uh, calculator and mortgage software and uh, ran the numbers to find out, okay, well, how much, how much is his payments going to be? Uh, and over the course of a year, it'll be about 35000 a year. This is on a 25-year mortgage, and the interest rate is about, I don't know, 2.9%. Was it 2.95 percent? 3.89. 3.89 percent. So the actual interest rate is irrelevant. Uh, ironically, that's what we chase around. We go running all over town trying to find the best interest rate on the mortgage. And I can tell you without without any hesitation that that's the last thing you should look at. It's not important. What you need to look at is the actual volume of interest that we're paying or giving the banks every single year out of our total payments. And in this particular example for this family. Um, after the first year, out of a total of 35000 in payments, uh, 21000 plus was interest. And only uh, 13000 was against the principal. So if you calculate the amount of interest compared to the total payments, we found that over 61% of his payments for the whole year were interest to the bank. That's 61% interest on $35,000. That's for the bank. Right, and so the second year it drops to fifty nine and fifty eight. The third year, so you know you have to stop and figure this out. You have to request an amortization schedule from the bank, mm -hmm. so you can actually see year by year how much you're giving the banks, and decide: Do I want to do this, or is there something else I can do instead? Is there a better way? And there yeah, is a way better way. That's the thing: is, is that there are better ways to do this, and there's 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 total, like alternatives that are actually going to work for you. Now, just before we move on to some of those things and, and what else you can do, I kind of want to explain some of this a little bit more because if anyone ha understands the idea of compound interest, you know, that it's it's the magic of compound interest and, and that's how you're going to, you know, when you use your investments, that's how you're going to make all the money, you know, 25 years down the road from right now. But what, that's, what that compound interest is actually doing is it's in reverse... 61% for the first 61 year 61% for the first Yeah. <laughs> and it's in favor of the banks. Yeah. They're getting the compound interest, but in reverse. So they're getting the best rate at the very beginning. They're getting the most interest at the very beginning. And then that amount of interest goes down over the course of those 25 years. Yeah. And 
the you know you know the three point eight nine percent interest rate that, that that's part of the mortgage is part of the the calculation of how this is all happening, but it also takes into account your tw your twenty five year term and the amount that you started with, and that's how what's determining all of these interest things. So that's what determines the sixty one percent is basically how many payments over the number of years you're going to actually do and that's how they can kind of set up all these payments for you so the bankers don't really want you to see this amortization schedule um, that we've got here um, because then if you were to actually look at it you'd be looking at it and say well you know it isn't you know it isn't even until the year number uh, seven, eight, somewhere in there where you're starting to pay the same amount of interest as you are paying principal. That's just 50%. That's just 50%. And then it goes on from there. And here's the sickening part is, especially for younger families or families that are finally established and have good income and stuff, typically within five years of buying a house, they're looking to upgrade to a bigger, fancier house they're gonna sell their smaller house and build or buy a bigger one. And the whole process starts over again because you can't just roll your mortgage to a new house. You have to get a new mortgage. Or if you do lock in for five years, as soon as you lock in, when the five years is up, oh, come on in and uh, let's get you signed up for a new one. And everything starts over again. A new rate or a new if whatever. you refinance your house. Yeah. As soon as you refinance, doesn't matter if you were paying for it for 12 years, and you were finally down at your maybe 40% in interest and the rest in principal. Everything starts over again. You go back to the, the new rate and everything and start everything all over again. Yep. And that's what, like, I mean, you have, you've got, you know, you've had like over 400 families that were, yeah. that were clients of yours. Uh, out of all of those families, how many of them do you know that stuck with the same house for 20 or 30 years? Maybe a handful. Less than 10. Less than 400, right? And I can look back at myself and I can say, well, um, okay, my first house that I got, I was in it for six years. And then the next house that I was in was for four years. And then I moved to the next house that I'm in right now and I've been there for two years. And I can foresee myself staying in this one for a long time. It's the right one for me. But if I were to have redone my mortgage, three, that would be three mortgages. And you know I've done something differently with mine, and the way that I've we've structured it because of the way that we are dealing with our finances, the way that we're managing and, and using the right kind of mortgage, um, has changed that for me. Where I didn't have to reset everything, I am not restarting my um, my interest rates, and I'm saving a ton of money on the interest in the first place. We look back at this example of this client uh, of yours that you went through. And you add up all the interest that they pay on that five hundred and seventy-five thousand dollar mortgage, and they pay three—they pay over three hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars in interest on top of paying back the five seventy-five. Yep, that's over fifty percent, fifty-six percent interest over the course of those twenty-five years. Like that's nuts. When you think about, they had to pay three hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars for the privilege of borrowing the 575 from the bank at the beginning. So where does the interest rate come in? 
Yeah. Where do they get that from? It's compound interest. Compound in interest. reverse. Front end loaded. In favor front of the bank. Front end loaded is a lot, another way to describe it. Yeah. Where they're getting all those Which things. Which is the reason why you should not be looking at the best rate for interest rates yeah. on mortgages because they mean nothing. Very small. Very small. They mean they mean negligible for for anyone unless they're going to be actually staying in the same house for 25 years. Right. But even still, there's a way better way of getting that house paid off in less than 25 years by not locking into these fixed rate mortgages. Right. Exactly. Like who talks about that? Fixed rate mortgages, fixed payment mortgages. Exactly. As well. They control your cash flow for 25 years. Yeah. You don't think the bank is that's in their best interest when you give them the money back? What do you think they're doing with it? Every payment they're lending you get it back, back out. Yeah, every payment you give them, they lend back out ten times. Times ten. Yeah. So um, what can we do? What can we do differently then? Well, you know, people need to be aware of some other alternatives, and we focus on um, uh, a particular product. And I'm going to mention it by name because I've got over a hundred clients that are using this, and it's called a Manulife One through Manulife Bank, and it's a line of credit on the house. The house is collateral. But it's not just a line of credit with simple interest. That's the other benefit. It's simple interest. So the faster you pay, put money into it, the, you save money every single day. So how, how do we save more money? Well, we want this to be an all-in-one type of product where it's a mortgage, it's a savings account, it's a checking account, it's where our paychecks go in. It's everything. So, so how, how does that work? Okay, let's just pretend that you have one account for everything. And you've got a tax-free savings account over there at the credit union, and you've got a savings account, a radiate day fund, a tangerine, or a president's choice, because people always got these other little, little stocks of cash around they want for emergencies or a special project or holiday. So they've got other money sitting around, and they've got a few thousand dollar balance usually in their che checking account or their savings account, and they have their paychecks coming in every two weeks from, from employment. So let's just pretend you've got this one account and you take your savings from Tangerine and President's Choice and the credit union and you plunk it inside your mortgage. The day the money goes in there, the balance drops and the amount of debt is dropped. So the amount of interest you're paying on the debt because it's calculated every day is reduced immediately. And then let's add into that your paychecks. Every two weeks your paychecks go in. Say your check's uh, 1500 bucks down goes your balance on your debt by $1,500 the day your paycheck goes in. So the interest on that money and, the, and the, the amount of your debt is reduced every day that this happens. And, and then, all your bills still come out of the same account. And then you only spend your money as you spend it. You buy your gas, you pay for your hydro and all of those things out of that same account. But you're using all of the money that's flowing through your family's hands, not just 35000 like in that mortgage. It's all the money that's flowing through your family. Mm -hmm. And you're using all of it to pay less interest and reduce your debt quicker. I've had clients who were, who were 17 years uh, on the conventional plan and we had them paid off in eight years. I've got clients that were on the 25-year plan and we had them paid down in 14 years. And so there is a, there's called the manual life number where how quickly and how much quicker you can pay down debt and how much less money you can give the banks. Uh, in, in, in this case, it'll be manual life bank to reduce the cost of borrowing it out of debt quicker. 
and it's not costing you one more cent. You're not having to give up anything. You're not having to sacrifice anything. You're not having to make any bigger payments. It's using the same money that's currently flowing through your own banking system right now. And right. when you give the money to the bank in a typical mortgage, you don't have access to that money you anymore for your mortgage. Good point. For this one, you st it's a line of credit. You can take all that money out and do a renovation. If you have a, a room in your in your manual life phone mortgage, you can use it to go on a trip and then pay it back yep. yourself with your paychecks and stuff when you come back. Like it's you still have control over your money, and that is a big, big, big part of the pros in having a manual life phone. Yeah, because you still have access to the capital. You still have access to the equity, to the value of your house because it's a line of credit. Your money is sitting in there paying down the debt, but you have access to it to pull it back out with a debit card if you want to, with mm -hmm. writing a check if you want to. Mm -hmm. So if we go back to the example of, of this client, you said he makes 140000 a year. So you think about if he's making 140000 a year, then that's $140,000 worth of his wages that could be going into this account yep. and saving him money throughout the year. Because it's calculated daily. Because it's, it's calculated daily. Yeah. His money's going in there, saving him interest throughout the course of that year. And then he still spends it out as he needs to for whatever it is that they're doing, yep. all their different things. But it saved him all that interest in that year. Whereas the alternative is 35000 only. You put 35000 in, that's the most that you can put in there in a traditional mortgage and that's the most it's going to save you on your interest or, or cost you on your interest is 35000 per year. Those are your payments and that's what it's locked into for, right. in this case, 25 years. Right. So if you go to your conventional banker and say, I'd like to pay my mortgage off quicker, what can I do? They're going to tell you a couple of options. They're going to say, well, bring us more money, first of all or shorten the term on your mortgage from 25 years to 20 to 15 years. But now all of a sudden you're tied to some really, really steep payments. Well, who wants to be tied to a high payment plan? What if something goes haywire? You lose your job, you get sick, you can't work for three months. Like who wants to tie themselves to that kind of a payment plan just so they can pay down their debt quicker and save some interest? That's not the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. That's forcing you and I mean, talk about stress. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're losing control of, of yeah. your cash flow again when you start doing that. You're, yeah. you're locking yourself into higher payments that you have to pay every month yeah. at, a, at a certain amount. And that's, that's where you're stuck. You know, you never know what could happen or, or how you might need to adjust things. You can't guarantee your income for 25 years, yet you're making a commitment to the bank you're going to pay them for 25 years. You know, guess who's in control? You don't make your payments. Guess who's going to come and take your house or your truck or your car? The banks. How would you like to re be released from that where the banks no longer control you and control the payment schedule and control your cash flow and control the access to cash? You know, like there's a different way to do things and that's what we teach and that's what we're a part of here. Mm -hmm. And uh, people need to be aware of and this is not taught out there. You go to a conventional mortgage broker and you mention Manulife One, Oh yeah, well you know a lot of people get into trouble with Manulife One. They say because you know they're not very good, they're not very good um, managers of their money. Yeah, it's not for them. However, if you qualify for a Manulife One, it means you've got you can only get 65% line of credit. So that means you've got 35% equity in your house. That's not irresponsible. Mm -hmm. That means you've made some attempt to pay down your mortgage by 35%. Yeah. Look at the conventional mortgage pay down schedule and, and tell me how many years they've been paying on the house to get it paid down. Right. That is responsible. 
yes, they have to be good at managing their money. Otherwise, they'll continue to keep the, the debt racked up. However, they should still have the choice and the option to do that. Yeah. Why have the money all at the bank for the bank to reuse and you not do anything with it once you get it paid down? First thing I did when I got my house paid off was to go out and take the equity out and go buy two duplexes. I started, I thought, I'm leave, not going to leave my money at the bank. I'm going to take it out and put it to work. So I started leveraging it. Yeah. And then a year later, sold those duplexes and bought 22 in an apartment building. You know, like, it's a tool. Cash flow is, is access to capital for you to put to work, not the bank. Yeah. How would you like to get that back under your control? That's what we teach here. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to get that advice from conventional bankers or conventional mortgage brokers or investment, conventional investment advisors or anybody. No. Nobody's teaching it. We focus more on debt than cash flow management because that's way more important than getting a lousy rate of return on your pitiful investments. Totally. And Which it's I not am, their fault. It's not their fault. That's just the whole, the whole system structure. The system structured and that's what they're taught to tell you. Yeah, you and know? that's how they make money. Yeah. You know, you think about it, you're not making a lot of money um, telling people uh, to use a Manulife One. Right. They're making a lot of, like the person who's getting the Manulife One is the one saving a ton of money by right. doing it. Yeah. You get a four hundred dollar little referral, referral fee, fee or whatever it is. Yeah. You go and ask a, a mortgage broker. Oh well, how much commission do you get for selling me this mortgage, this twenty five year mortgage? I guarantee you, it's a whole lot more, more than four hundred dollars. Oh yeah. It's a lot of money. You know, if it's a five hundred thousand dollar mortgage that they're lining up, they're probably getting like ten grand commission or something like that. Yeah. I have no I, idea. I don't know, but I know it's it's a I, lot. If I do the groundwork to see if my clients qualify and it's worth $400 referral fee, you know the mortgage broker for putting the deal together is going to get significantly more than that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, because you can see how much interest a traditional mortgage is going to get. That's how much money they got to play with. Yeah, they have sure. $322,000 for this particular, this particular um, mortgage. Now, the last thing that I want to talk about here is um, some of these hybrid mortgage with a line of credit attached to it things that the banks are doing right now mm. that sounds like it's the same as a Manulife one, but it's actually not. So I just wanted to kind of like explain to that, that like really they're still, they're still locking in you, you into a mortgage for the majority of the value of your house. And mm. they're only giving you that line of credit on the side mm -hmm. that you can play with back and forth, mm -hmm. but it's, you still pay off the majority of the value of your house and you pay it off and you don't ever have you don't have access, access to, to that money anymore unless right. you sell it and you're still stuck on the on the payment plans that they want you're still paying the interest rate on their amortization schedule mm -hmm. you're still paying the reverse compound interest on that on that money and you can't pay it off any faster right you're still stuck on their schedule yep. so it's still even though it sounds like, oh yeah, well we've got a, a line of credit that we can attach to your house as well, just like the Manulife One, it's actually not the same thing, and it's still really, really in favor of the banks. Right. Let me share just a little example of something that kind of came up the other day, and it was kind of like a revelation, because we were talking about house prices going up, and we had CMHC guy come to town here, and he was talking to a group of us, and he was talking about house prices in Kitimat going up $150,000 in the past year and Terrace maybe a $100,000 increase in value. And a lot of people are like, they're thinking, oh my God, my, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting wealthy. All the wealth is growing in my house. Really? Think about it. Let's just pretend our house here in Prince George. If it's gone up $100,000 in value, the city hall says and BC assessment says your house is worth $100,000 more than it was last year. And what did they do? They increase your, they increase your taxes. 
because all of a sudden, well, your house is worth a whole much more. Tell me how much, how wealthier are you? How much more money is in your checking account or your savings account or your investment account because your house went up in value 100 grand? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. You, no, you aren't wealthier. So what do people do? They go in and, I'm going to refinance my house and tap into that newfound wealth that I just received because my house has gone up in value. So they go and refinance the house and they increase, they increase the what? They increase the debt on the house. You're actually borrowing the newfound wealth from the bank. Are you any wealthier? No. They've just allowed you access to more debt. Right. Think about this. And they're charging Think about you the interest. And on they're it charging right you interest on something that just somebody said, okay, your house has gone up, so we'll lend you 65% of that 100 grand and uh, charge you interest on it. Reverse compound interest over the course of your payment plan. Right. When do you actually see that newfound wealth in that house? There's only two times your house has a value the day you bought it and the day you sell it. Then that money is real and it goes into your bank account. But anything in between, refinancing and all that stuff, you're just, in, you're just increasing debt on your newfound wealth that you think you're wealthier. So what happens, people, take, they, they take the money out and we're going to develop the basement. Or they take the money out and they buy a new truck. Or they take the money out and they buy a cabin at the lake. Or they go to Hawaii or Mexico. It's debt. They're financing their future with debt because they feel like they're wealthier somehow. Yeah. Their taxes have gone up. Everything goes up. Now your house is more valuable. Your insurance goes up. You know, you're paying more. You don't have any more money coming in. None, unless you actually put in a suite in the basement or rent out or you start generating an income from your piece of real estate that you own. Yeah. That's the only way that you can actually justify it. Yeah. But I mean, I, I even thought right up until this past year, I even thought, well, even when you refinance, um, you're, you're tapping into that wealth. No, you're not. It's debt. You have to borrow it from the bank. Yeah. So more and more I'm realizing, even if you get your house paid for you got the house and the bank got all the money. Mm -hmm. So when people talk about insurance policies, they say, well, don't I get the cash value and the death benefit? No. It's the same as a mortgage. You don't get the house and the money. You get one or the other. Well, it's like a line of credit on the house. You can have access to the cash because quite often that's your biggest savings account. Same with the cash value inside of an insurance policy. You can access it if you need it. It's mm -hmm. there and available. That's what we want. Yeah access to capital. Yeah. So your home and insurance call policy is probably the two best, safest, guaranteed places to park your family's wealth. For, for a couple of reasons. One is, again, it's liquid. Yeah. It's accessible whenever you want, if you have it in the right kind of mortgage, like our yeah. Manulife One mortgage. And it's protected. Yeah. And when you take it out to do stuff with it, it's not taxable. Exactly. Because it's a loan. So you don't have to pay income tax on that money. Right. And that's a huge thing because you go and take money out of your RRSPs to go and do something, they're going to be taxed. Right. If you take money out of your um, Manulife One to go and do something, you're not going to have to pay taxes on it. Mm -hmm. That's a loan from your mortgage account. You go and take money out of the cash value of an insurance policy that you have. That's a loan that you're taking out of there that you can go and do something with. And it has nothing to do with the value, the cash value that's growing inside that policy tax-free. And it has nothing to do with the value of your home going up or down in value either. No. It doesn't matter. That's, that's going to go up or going to go down no matter what the market delivers. It's got nothing to do with the fact that you've tapped into some of the cash that's inside those two products. Right. Yeah. 
and no reporting to the government on either one of them. It's a private, they're private contracts. You show me any place else that's legal where you can store your family wealth, where the government has no say, and the bankers have no say or control, and you actually get to use it. Once it's set up, you get to use it as you see fit, when you want, for what you want, for any reason. Mm -hmm. There's nothing else out there that's legal. Yeah. There's nothing else out there. So that's what we do, that's what we teach as being complement to something you're already doing or an alternative to what you're already doing. Totally, so that's one, like the Manulife One mortgage is one of your best tools for yep. people. Because that's quite often, they got, a lot of t they got a lot of equity tied up in there and we can use it to uh, unify their debt and uh, get it all cleaned up and minimize the amount of payments that are going out in other places to credit cards and lines of credit and truck payments and all of these things and student loans. We can actually get it all into one place, move it into the umbrella of the Manulife One where the house is collateral and now we've freed up a ton of cash flow that yeah. can be actually going straight into reducing the debt day by day. Yeah, It's huge. If you like this episode, you're going to love our free online workshop that explains the concept and many others in more detail. The True Wealth Workshop will give you the tools to get out of debt quicker, get your finances in order the right way. Sign up for the free online workshop at mycustombank.com.